Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast, as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. Hey. Recording in progress. <laughs> I love your haircut. Thanks. Did you get yours cut? Oh, it looks it looks like you're a uh, um, mom at home alone for three days. It's not as fun as you'd think it would be because I'm dog sitting and this dog is barking at every little thing. I've been up all hours of the night. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. She goes in and out the dog door, in and out the dog door, like. And then the first night, I read fanfic and eat Ben and Jerry's in bed. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had real Ben and Jerry's in like a million years. Oh sick. I got so sick. I oh, woke up at like three in the morning. I was whoa. so sick. And I was like, why am I sick? Dude, I haven't ate dairy in like a year. Oh, no. So <laughs> sick. Did you poop all over the bed? No, my God, oh, I have good. control of my faculty. No, well, you don't know. Like, that happens to people. D- if that happens to me, shoot me. We're not talking about that. This is, this is not that kind of podcast. Oh, my God. Now I have to make the editing decision. Do I keep that in for the laughs or do I cut it out? <laughs> <laughs> no, you hear about that. Like, hear about people who. Oh, my God. Like, I have a friend completely... who was, like, super sick and she took, like, Tylenol PM and NyQuil. <gasps> and she, she woke up. She slept, like, so sound. She woke up. She had peed all in the bed. She, like, her boyfriend woke up and she woke up and she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, like, totally wet the bed. Grown adult. <gasps> wet the bed. Oh, that's my biggest fear. Well, it's gonna happen someday. Some sore, sorry saps are gonna have to take care of us. So, mm. no, my hair looks different because I don't have my big headphones in, so you can actually see it. Oh yeah, you have. Why do you have those in? Because it's too hot to have those big. Oh god, so big! I'm so hot. Something's different. Oh, did you get new glasses? No, I have a giant zip. Maybe it's my new friend That's right here. It. That's yeah. it. This is hey, Sally. Buddy. Yeah, this hey. is Sally. Sally, Welcome Casey, Casey, home. Sally. <laughs> I don't think Sally's going to stay very long, hopefully. <laughs> Put a little <laughs> treatment on there. <laughs> Fucking Sally. Go home. This is not your home, Sally. You can't. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, Sally. you got to go. <laughs> but your you hair looks so good. Thanks. I brought in a picture. It looked nothing like this. She gives me this cut no matter what. I'm like, whatever. We have a nice chat each time. Uh Uh-oh. My internet connection is unstable. Don't tell me that. There's no one in my house but me. We're having a big storm. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. Someone just posted. A huge storm. In, um. My dad only does Facebook, so I was chatting with my dad. It's his birthday. Um, oh, happy birthday, dad. You said you listened, but then you said you didn't really listen. So I'm not sure if you listen. <laughs> you said you try to catch them all, but I don't know what podcast you're listening to because you don't even watch the show. But hi, dad. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, But yeah, my friend just posted that their tree got struck by lightning. Yeah, it's totally lightning and everything here. 
Oh, like grand. big time. Oh, good. Okay, great. I'm. I was like, for sure, today's the day that we're not going to have electricity. I'm going to be like, and I know it sounds like an excuse, but we don't have electricity. And then I would. I thought it all out, completely thought it out. And then I'd have to send you a picture of blackness, mm-hmm. showing that we had no electricity because I knew that you would probably look up somehow. We energies. Is I'd there an like, outing? I know your address. I'm getting your power turned on right now. I know people. We're getting it. Get a generator. um, I have a generator on its way from Costco. (laughs) I just checked and it says that you do have power. So (laughs) nice. Turn on your lights. Don't want to be a podcaster anymore. Just (laughs) say so. It's a hard time to find someone to catch up at this end of the game stage of the game. But what else? Are we talking? Because I have a story. Uh, We're recording. Okay. So I my job which I absolutely love like beyond love like you know me what fly what are you doing this is going to be a long episode so come on sister oh just leave the fly alone oh that you know me that my... you're like a cat just sweating in a fly okay, okay you, so anyway. you love your job and um, we do this thing called Tuesday Talk. And Tuesday we like. Tuesday Talk. Is there a song? <clears throat> no, there's not. That's a good idea. Um, but I have to like tell everybody what's up. Like people tell everybody what's up. Like, you know. Go on. <laughs> what are you doing? I am shiny. What if I need to use a video clip? <laughs> go, go on. So, um, Tuesday talk. So Tuesday talk. Yes. So then I told them like, I'm like, look at all this. I feel so lucky. These people from, um, the podcasts and me sent flowers. I got these two beautiful bouquets and, you know, all these things and just bragging about everybody. So then I get this email, like right away from one of the new employees. Her name is, oh, I can't say her name. One of the new employees. Is she an herper? She goes, I just sent your Tuesday talk to my sister because that is her favorite show in the world. She doesn't stop talking about this show. I'm like, stop it right now. Are you kidding me? So I was like, that is unbelievable because I don't like there's literally four of us in the state. Right. So I was super excited to hear about it. I'm like, tell her about the podcast and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, there's this convention coming up and I'm sure she knows about it and all this stuff. And she's like, oh, I'm telling her right now. She can't wait to listen. So hi, if you're listening. Do you know their name? I don't know her name. <laughs> wow. You're giving us a lot of information. OK, so well, I know my coworker's name. <laughs> But I don't think I can say it. So, hey, if you're a new listener because Mm -hmm. your sister just told you about it and you Mm -hmm. live in the greater Milwaukee Milwaukee area, Mm -hmm. hey, it'd be weird for them to like come in on this episode. But no, I just said that you had to listen from the beginning. So eventually they would get to this point. But yeah, isn't that crazy? I was like, shut up. That's cool. Yeah, I, it would have been crazier if she was like, yeah, she listens to your podcast. If she already were a listener, yeah. Yeah. Maybe she already does. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I did get an email, or I mean, a, um, what's that thing? Like a message or whatever from, mm-hmm. I showed it to you, from some other people in Wisconsin. But I did a little bit of investigating because you know me. It didn't appear that that was her sister. 
Okay. Which I probably should have just asked her sister's name. I don't know why I didn't. Like, is she on the tweeter? Well, I did tell her to look us up on the the tweets or on the. On the bird app. I said it. I said it correctly. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I gave the correct name. Why not P at why not P? Yeah. Right? Had I known more about right? Twitter, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, uh, had I okay. known more about Twitter when I started this, I wouldn't have kept. Why not pee? What? Why not? Because you got to go to the bathroom. Go to pee. Oh yeah, why I not know. pee? I didn't know how it comes out when you type it in on the thingy, and now we're stuck with why not pee. But what else? Well, yeah, it's... it works. I mean, we're mm-hmm. the only one complaining. Yeah. All right, should we start this? I thought we did because then I wanted to talk to you about is the, aren't I know but I got to do yeah they're oh. adorable but I have to do the hi yeah, okay, welcome, okay. ready hi mm-hmm. and welcome hi and welcome back to why not a Winona Earp fangirl podcast hey Casey hey Anne <laughs> dork um <laughs> hey uh I just wanted to quickly say that I am drinking on the rocks. aviator yeah did you try it no I didn't you drank that whole bottle well, I don't think it's as big. It's in my glass. Um, but the I was whole gonna... bottle fit in one glass? What? It's uh, uh, 20 milliliters. Well, okay. Here's the thing is that I bought it. Yeah. It's upstairs. I haven't opened it. And yesterday I said to Maurice, why don't we meet out in the driveway for a glass? I have this new drink that Ann was talking about. He's like, and I said, he goes, what kind is it? And I said, aviator. It says that there's gin in it. It's good. He's like, I hate gin. I've never tried gin, but you know who else loves gin is Amy. So maybe the next, the next time I see Amy, the next time I see Amy, you know what? It um, only slightly tastes like gin. It's kind of lemonade-y. It's this fly killing ASMR. Um, but so I'm going to start pulling names from all those drinks we still haven't drank to. So today's the aviation. Now I feel like I should go get mine. Well, how, f- how fast can you be? No, it's not going to be fast. That's fine. Because I'll make it awake. So yeah, it's uh, um, so this drink is sponsored today by Ashley Alice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And at Billy Natasha 91. Thanks Thank you. For the drinks. Not, oh yeah, Cheers. you should put like a clinking. You should. You have like a clink clink. Uh, uh, um, a sound clip. That sounded more like a a bonk, like well, two bricks hitting each other. This cup is actually. It looks like it's an on the rocks glass, but it's plastic for summer. Oh, okay. So then maybe like in. Stop doing that. Insert a a real clicking noise. Whatever. Can you do that? In your I can if I don't get too drunk and we don't take too long for me to. Okay. You know, people want this episode right away. This, I know. And I want to get it over with. So then you can go on to four. Oh, which by the way, um, you had mentioned that we can only watch four on something else. Hulu. Hulu. But on Netflix, when I was watching this episode, a message came up and said that four is going to be on Netflix as of like the 27th or something. Yeah, but that's still like two weeks away. Oh. Um. But I, I don't. Okay. We can do Hulu for the first few weeks and then you can go to Netflix. But. Mm. All right. Um, okay. So we have a bunch of uh, emails to get to. We'll do those at the end. Oh, we do? Yeah. we've And w- one is super long. It's like a two-parter. Um, oh, we have yeah, two voicemails. <laughs> Let's hurry through this one. Okay. Scene so, one. But you wanted to. No, you wanted to talk about your oh. flowers. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. They were so gorgeous. They are still so gorgeous. Where'd Jenny you get flowers from? and then 
um, Barb and all the Redmonds, Barb from Fargo. Oh my God, still that is so funny. Um, and all the Redmonds, they were go- they are so pretty. I can't even stand it. And then so the first the Jennies, she <laughs> they come to the door and the kids are like, "What's this? What's this?" And I'm like, "I." I, I don't know. I don't know. Who's this? Rug house, Tracy's rug like, number. Tracy's like, uh, who are the flowers from? And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, right. And I'm like, no, for real, it is for real. <laughs> she's like, yeah, okay. She didn't believe me. She thought I just had flowers sent to me. Like I'm having, like big love affairs or something on my spare time. In your spare and time, and you're they're gonna be ballsy enough to send flowers straight <laughs> to the to house. My house. It was so funny. And then come like two days later, another huge bouquet arrives, and she's like, uh, really? And I'm like, aren't people so nice? <laughs> She's like, um, yeah, they really are. <laughs> like, yeah, they really are. Because she doesn't really understand like everything. She doesn't get all of this, right? Which I don't necessarily think that I would either if it were the roles were reversed. So I'm like, no, seriously, people are just <laughs> really kind, <laughs> like crazy. And she's like, okay. I guess that makes that's that's really super nice. And I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> so they're covering my kitchen table right now. I'm so surprised. Um, yeah, that was super sweet. All because you just said, I want to get flowers just because. As you soon know, as you said I that, I freaking knew because. it. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen. Really? Thank I, God. Yeah. First, I never, ever thought. And even the first, like when I opened the ones from Jenny, I was like, what I don't understand, and then I'm like, oh my god, that's right, because I said I would love flowers from somebody. Hmm, just because, why not? She said, oh, no, it was really nice. What else did you really want? Oh, I was gonna say, no, I don't remember. I was gonna say, but it was gonna be funny. Um, and then one more news related thing: we had two Redmonds what meet each yes. other across the pond. And they left a voicemail when they were together. Oh, my God. That was the best thing I've. Oh, God. I was in tears when I saw those pictures. I was like, or that picture. I couldn't even believe it. That made me so happy. Do the thing. Okay. It was Beth and Jen. And Beth just happened to be going to England with their partner to, like, visit family. And Jen was like, how far away are you going to be? I'm willing to drive, made it happen, and then they had a Redmond meetup. Let's see what their voicemail says. They went to a pub. Hey, Anna Casey. Hi, it's Jen and Beth, live from outside a pub in Cambridge, England. Just wanted to let you know that we did actually manage to meet up. Nobody died yet. Um, we've had an awesome time and just wanted to say thank you for uh, being the influence that made this happen. So, yes, thank you, and uh, we hope to see you in the future. All right. Bye. And then on the um, Twitter, they said in that, you know, chat in our Redmond's chat, one of them, I don't remember which one said like, oh, we were like one or two drinks away from just buying tickets to the Palooza like that night. I'm like, oh, my God, that would be so great if that happened. That'd be so fun. I think uh, I think one of them is is close to me trying to get it to happen. So really, yeah the the number of Redmonds who are going is getting higher and higher and higher. So 
oh gosh, it's going to be so fun. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about this episode. Oh, that's right. I mean, that's fun too. I mean, we can talk about the episode. Um, we'll just breeze right through it. No, there's there's so much stuff happening in this episode. Where are we? What show are we watching? What are we podcasting about? We are talking about Winona Earp. It's the season three finale. It's called War Paint. It's written by Emily Andres, directed by Paolo Barsman, and aired September 28th, 2018. All right. You want me to start out or do you want to start out? Um, Oh, it doesn't matter. I feel like we should do like flip up. Like we should try to keep track of who started last time. Oh, yeah. I guess we should. We don't do that, do we? We don't do that. I'll start out. Um, I'll start out. No, I'll start out. No, I'll start. No, I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So we're at the homestead and Winona is standing on the property line, right? And on the other side are all the revs that she brought with her from the abattoir. And she's talking about how much she loved hunting and killing them all and how she felt when she fired Peacemaker for the first time and what it felt like to send her first rev, who was Malcolm, back to hell. Um, And this sense of purpose that it gave her and how she knew that it was what she was meant to do. And I just thought one small step for MILF, one giant leap for MILF kind. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) And then um, even if Willa was the intended heir, she knew that it was going to come down to her doing it. Right. And then she also confesses that it's the only thing she ever felt that she was good at doing was, was the killing. Um, and that she, she's not much of anything, which made me so sad because she's so much more than that. She's mm-hmm. my own fucking herb and she just doesn't see it. Like she's a good sister. She's a loyal friend. She just really needs a therapist to help her out with that inner mm-hmm. dialogue that's going on her inner voice. Um, anyway, she's holding the talisman and she's saying that she's not sure what any of the revs will become when she does this, but at least, um, they'll all be free. And then she buries the talisman which allows them to set foot on the Earp homestead. And then um, she just wants their help to take down Bolshar, the one who made them all what they are. And then she grabs Jarvis, the hairdresser rev, and -hmm. she pulls him over the property property line to show that like they can cross now. And then they all cheer and cross the line. And then they're going to go celebrate with some bourbon. Mm -hmm. So then we're at the stairs and Icky Bolshar is there and he's holding Peacemaker and he says, I've not come here to bring peace, but a sword. Then Peacemaker transforms into some s- sword and he um, sticks it into the stairway, like in a hole. He sticks it in a hole in the stairway. <laughs> <laughs> really um, and he's um, then he like sends up one of the welder bee guys. And the dude like walks through the door, but then gets his his helmet or whatever gets spit back out, and he's obviously not alive any longer. Without and a Bullshar's- head, it's technically a sixty one. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. <laughs> what? Don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so Bullshire says that that happened because he wasn't mortal or righteous. And hey, guess what? Neither is he, at least not yet. Not yet. And then 
He says it's a beautiful moon and he tells the bee welder guys to um, go have some fun and to slaughter every last one. What then, more fun could you possibly have than slaughtering people? Right. That sounds like a hoot and a holla. Hoot and holla um, good time. <laughs> so then Bobo walks up and he's got like this new fancy schmancy. I do not on. like his new duds. Not at all. And a beret, which I think is way OTT. So Bullshire then calls him lieutenant and he says, bring me what I need to ascend. Bring me erp bitch blood. And I just thought that B word was just not necessary right there. Uh, no. no. I don't. I, if that, it was on, that was uncalled for. Wait till you, uh, I look up a definition of something he says later on and you'll be appalled. <gasps> Um, yeah, so when he puts that in the hole, it's like it's like a key, right? It's like unlocking the the garden, the, mm-hmm. the door to the garden. Um, yeah, Bobo's new outfit is no bueno. Um, and then we're at the porch, and Winona's sitting on the porch, and then all of a sudden Waverly runs up, and Winona's startled to see her there because she's supposed to be far, far away from there. And because she runs up out of literally nowhere. Again, this is the thing about the show. I it is know. So that is the one thing about the show that I find now I'm finding it humorous. Like, where are they going to have people just running from anywhere? Like, they could be. I'm in New yeah. York. Whoop! Nope. Now I'm here. Yeah. I mean, not like that, but whatever. Um, and then Waverly's like, "Are you mad at me?" And she's like, "I can't be mad at you because I'm just so happy to see your face." And then they hug. It's Herb's sister hug, and it's so cute. And she's like, you know, if it's all going to go down, at least I want to be with you. And then Waverly jokes, I'm yelling timber. I mean, she doesn't sing it like that. Much. Damn it. I was going to have the song chewed up. Again, if you are Can a better podcaster. This? You have the song ready? <laughs> no. Exactly. And then Waverly jokes, I'm yelling timber. Um. And then Rev comes out of the house and he's kind of sweet and polite. And he's like, hi, Miss Waverly. And Waverly's like, what the fuck? Keith's here? Keith the Revenant? And Winona's all, yeah, about that. There's like a shit ton more in the house. Uh, I have an army of Revs now. And Waverly just kind of nods her head and is like, cool, cool, cool. Um, and Winona's a little surprised about how unfazed she is. So Waverly's like, well, I think I can top that, you having revs, because, um, and then she's about to start talking about Charlie, and then Winona spots Charlie coming behind um, from Waverly, and then she's like, you know, what's he doing? I'm pissed at him. He was supposed to have you out of the Ghost River Triangle. And then Waverly goes on to say, like, well, he was supposed to be a lot of things, but instead he's actually my father. And the look on Winona's face is just pure shock mm-hmm. and she's shook in a way we rarely see her and then this music starts playing and Waverly's about to explain things about um Charlie and then behind her back boom Julian's wings are popping out and mm-hmm. Winona just gasps and's like he has wings mm-hmm. and now it gets confusing because they they talk about Charlie and Julian so I don't know how you did it in your notes, but like when they said Charlie, I said Charlie. Mm-hmm. And when they mentioned Julian, then I said Julian, just okay. so um, people know that I'm not that much. Stroking out. No, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile, Jeremy is back at BBD and he's like trying to meditate his way to figure out a way to help Bolsh- to stop Bolshar. And he says, I'm a feather. I am a plant. I am a gust of wind. I am a feather. I am a plant. I am a gust of wind. And then, um, the camera pans over and there's Bullshar's hand in this like big old beaker of, I don't know what. 
it's all his like arm actually. And Jeremy starts freaking out when he sees Robin. He starts talking about how he's not going to be able to do it. And he's procrastinated because he just thinks that he's going to fail. Um, everybody else, like he failed dolls, which made me really sad. And then um, Robin gets Jeremy to calm down and breathe. And Jeremy calls him his own personal meditation app. And Robin says, <clears throat> you can double tap me anytime. <laughs> and then, then Jeremy starts talking all the science stuff and made my stomach hurt. And then he says um, he can make some sort of anti-venom and then his wiener gets zappy. So he knows that something's <laughs> wrong with Doc, but he can't stop doing what he's doing. So he just ignores the zaps for the time being. Right. He talks about how like Bolshar's organic and a snake and maybe he's poisonous like the widows were. So maybe if I make an anti-venom, uh, and then we are at the barn and Winona's talking to Waverly and she's just trying to wrap her head around this whole situation, right? She's trying to get the facts straight. And uh, she's like, okay, so my ex-boyfriend, Charlie, is Waverly's dad. Um, and then she just says, oh, ho's job, this is going to kill mama. <laughs> Waverly's like, well, it's not really mama I'm worried about. It's you. And, um, you know, mama's not here, which makes Winona mm -hmm. realize that, yeah, neither is Doc. Where the mm -hmm. fuck is Doc? And Waverly's like, oh, yeah, fuck about that. Um, Doc is not okay. And Winona makes a joke like, what, did he sleep with Charlie and Julie <laughs> too? And Waverly goes on to explain how Doc killed Charlie, but then she resurrected him with the ring and then Doc tried to kill him again. <laughs> and Winona's just like, but how does my hair look? Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like, it, it, you know, she just loses it. Like what is even happening? It's mm -hmm. just one of those things where if we don't laugh, we'll cry mm -hmm. um, because it's just so absolutely absurd. And uh, she goes on about how, okay, well, Bolshar is going to get into the Garden of Eden and destroy humanity. And I don't have my magic gun. Um, and I just found out I stepped my sister's dad. Um, and she's just <laughs> really, yeah, I know. Just and like, when you say it that way, it's like, oh, right God, yeah. And she's just really trying to put it all into perspective. And um, <laughs> she's like, uh, you know, and if the end of the world is going to go down, we need to find our people. And Winona says she needs to go find Doc, her Doc. And Waverly says that she needs to find Nicole. And mm -hmm. before Waverly leaves, she turns around and says, well, you know, your hair looks great, right? And Winona's like, yeah, but is it end of the world great? <laughs> and then we're back in the goddamn mansion and guess Wait, what would you what would you want to wear what would you want well your hair looks great today so i mean it's pretty much end of the world great your new hair not really no i, so, I, no, I think you. so um what would you want to wear if it's the end of the world black or dark gray just because you're just ready for the somberness of it no because i always wear black or dark gray um, probably some stretch pants. I don't know why. <laughs> I was just thinking like end of the world outfit. I remember that I told my parents when I was like in my early twenties or something that like, I don't know what phase I was going through in my life, but I was like adamant that like, if I die, like, don't you dare put me in a dress? Like, don't dress me up in some ridiculous anything like any dress that you would like, you know, you've like rarely ever seen me in a dress. Don't do it. <laughs> I literally told them like, if I die, I want to be buried in jeans, an Izod and 
my uh, my Oakley sunglasses. Like that was like <laughs> legit- legitimately my request. And the eyes that has to be red. Do you still um, have that shirt? <laughs> it wasn't an eyes out. It was a polo. You do. Your face says you do. You still wear it, don't you? No. I can't tell by the <laughs> that look thing on your would face. be like pale pink by now. Oh my god! I Remember? still have clothes from like oh yeah, so do I. I talk to Rebecca about that all the time. I'm like, just an FYI, when I die and you take care of my body, I need to be in all black or dark gray because <laughs> that's what I always wear, and a dress with tights on. That's what we do. She's like, I got it. No, I just want to be cremated. So, but, but I don't know why I would. You still get that. dressed when you're cremated. Why would you? They don't put you in naked. Don't they just put you in paper clothes? Yeah, they put you in paper clothes. Anyway, so go on. Oh, <laughs> so we're at the mansion. <laughs> we're at Mercedes. We're not even going there right now. We're at the mansion, and um, I just am like, I cannot even believe that they're fucking still at the mansion. And Hot is still packing up her still medical Still taking equipment. care of the boo-boo. Oh, Lord Jesus. You'd think that this thing would be healed by not because she's a vampire and it's supposed to heal, but we know that it's not because of the moon. Anyway, um... That's the end of the scene. <laughs> my, my note says Kate and Hot are still there fucking around with Kate's boo-boo. Yeah. And so Hot's like, oh, are you still hurting? Kate's like, oh, it doesn't hurt as much as losing my man. Ew. And That's Hot makes exactly some... what Hot thinks. Ew. Anyway, so then Hot makes some comments about like, oh, how that man left Kate for dead. And um, Kate says that he actually sh- doesn't think that um, he thought she died and she didn't die because of hot and so they're chatting back and forth about how um hot doesn't find kate's love for doc very amusing and kate makes a comment about hot being ruled by a um to fuck by two kaneha thank you so much jesus which is like i looked it up and it means you're a rabbit it's like a a term of endearment oh i live in the kaneho valley so <laughs> oh, is Kane- there a lot of rabbits there? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Conejo. Conejo is rabbit. So there's a lot of rabbits there? Oh, yeah. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And there's a lot of oak trees. That's why it's called Thousand Oaks. Rabbits and oak trees. Yeah. Are there more? Ra- now I'm very um, interested in this. Are there more rabbits than like down my street? Are they all over? Like, I mean, I, if I open my issues? door right now, they're not like all over the place. But there's a lot <laughs> okay, of rabbits. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like piled up on your <laughs> And anyway, so then, um, Tucaneja. How do you say it again? Tucaneja. Thank you. Why am I having an issue with that? I, don't know. I took Spanish for two years, and Hot's like, yeah, well. But um, then she goes on about how concerned she is about Waverly. Like she hasn't heard from her or anything. And Kate pulls some cards at that point, because why not just constantly pull tarot cards? And she says that Waverly's with Winona. Do car- tarot cards even say that kind of stuff? Like, how can they say that? Well, she's reading them. Like, she knows how to read them. Like, each card symbolizes, I don't know. It didn't, like, you don't flip the card and it's like, ding. You're with Winona. It doesn't say Winona on the card. Well, that's what I don't understand. Don't make fun of me. God, you're so mean. (laughs) (laughs) 
So she pulls some cards and um, it says that Waverly's with Winona and Hot's like, uh, but she's supposed to be with Charlie. And that's when Kate says she isn't with him, but she is of him. Yeah. And boom, boom one through with the, the doors. Sweet blood. Oh, yeah. The one with the sweet blood. And then she, um, through the doors comes Bullshar's Bewilder guys. And they are ready to knock out Hot and Kate. But Hot and Kate are on it and they're shooting them down. But then Hot gets either shot or hit or something in the process. She gets sliced but with a big sword. But then we find that it's, yeah, we find that it's no, stabbed. No. I thought, at first I thought she was shot, but it was a sword. And then all the wellers are down and Mercedes um, comes in through the doors with her beautiful coral gown on. And she says, honey, I'm home. And also I despise honey. Um, and then Mercedes wants to know who the heck that is. Kate, meaning Kate. And Kate's like, um, yeah, and I live here. And Mercedes replies with, um, then we're going to have to talk about rent and redecorating. So Mercedes explains how Bolshar released all the um, B-Welder guys on to Winona's friends. And she should know because she's kind of like married to him. It's a whole thing. And Mercedes notices that Hot is wounded and holding her side. And Hot's like, no, it's just a flesh wound. It's fine. And Kate um, says that, and her blood smells like vanilla dip donuts. <laughs> and Hot asks Mercedes if she can kind of hang out with her for a while. And Mercedes is like, yeah, um, if she tries to butt me, I'll just uh, slap her. So then Hot leaves, but she's obviously hurting. She's holding her side and obviously in pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, when she talks about it, how how Kate says she's uh, her she smells like vanilla dip donuts. That's when Mercedes kind of figures out like, oh, clearly Kate's a vampire. And Mercedes is just like super chill with this. Like yeah, not totally even fine. phased that she's a vampire. Um, and Nicole asks her to, to look out for Kate because she can't heal fully until the moon sets. And then mm-hmm. you kind of see this part of Nicole where it's like, she looks out for everyone in her town, mm-hmm. right? She's like every kind. She doesn't care if you're a vampire or a werewolf or what. She's yeah. like, she's looking out for her townspeople, vampire or not. She's like just always looking out for everyone. Um, back at Jeremy's lab, and he thinks he's really onto something this time. Mm-hmm. And Robin walks in wearing one of Nedley's uniform shirts, and again he mentions that Nicole deputized him, and he's still living in this you know, fantasy world of being a cop. And Jeremy's <laughs> like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm dating a cop. Yeah. He feeds into it. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> role playing here. And then Robin's more interested in this anti-venom and, you know, how far are you along on this, Jeremy? And he's like, oh, well, I think I got something figured out where we can move past the beekeepers in the spory forest um, undetected. But then he gets bummed out because it's going to take months to th- synthesize. Mm-hmm. And then bam, in come a bunch of the beekeepers and they surround Jeremy and Robin, but they're not attacking them. They're just surrounding them. Mm-hmm. And then Nedley comes marching down the hallway, all pissed off because he was on his way to Boca or something. Uh, and he just stopped in for some spare T-shirts or Hawaiian shirts. And he comes in guns <laughs> a blazing like a goddamn superhero and just tells the boys to duck and starts blasting the beekeepers. <laughs> um, so. In this next scene, Hot's walking down a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. Uh Why wouldn't you? Where's her car? Where's her? (laughs) How long has she been walking? Where is she walking to? So um, she is talking to herself and she says that she needs to get her panties out of her butt. And that um, 
it turns out that getting stabbed really hurts. And she then falls to the ground holding her side and she's again, obviously in pain. And somebody walks up to her and she looks up and says of all the, all the jerks and all of the gin joints. And then she passes out. Mm-hmm. And we don't see who it is, but she's clearly not happy to see them. Did you know who it was right away? I don't recall. I don't think I did. I did. You knew I did. it was Doc? Because mm-hmm. hmm. that's the only that. one that she didn't want to see. Yeah, that's true. Like I just she's... don't remember. It was so long ago. Mm. And we're back at the homestead. And Wynona's walking up to Julium. Jul- Julium. And we're back at the homestead. And Wynona's walking up to Julian. She's like, dude, where are your wings? He says he only whips them out when he really needs them. They're like windshield wipers, she says, <laughs> or condoms. And it's really awkward because how can it not be at this point? And she calls him Charlie and he corrects her saying that it's Julian actually. And that he didn't know any of this until Waverly touched him with the ring. And then he just lets it all out. Right. And he just tells her the whole story, how he watched humanity flourish get tempted and fall at the hands of a snake and that Bolshar wants back in because it's paradise or so they say. And it turns out he's Julian's never been inside um, and that he never left it left his post until he did for their mom, who he says he truly loved. And then he goes on to say that Juan Carlo went first when they found out that Bolshar returned to the triangle and he had disguised himself as, as the Padre and that they removed the garden's security system, which was a flaming sword peacemaker and they sought a champion to wield it a mortal champion Wyatt Earp because he was brave and true but he didn't finish the job and this part really got to me and he said maybe because he was in a rush to see his best friend one last time before he died and that's Doc he didn't finish the job because of his friendship for Doc that's why we're in all this trouble is because of Doc basically Mm-hmm. Um, and Wynona goes on asking him, you know, to to please tell me whatever you do, just make sure that Waverly doesn't have to take the throne. Um, and then just then Julian says, Officer Hot, he spots her in the distance, and then we see her being carried in by Doc. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look good. She doesn't look good at all. And they take her to the barn. And she's basically dying. And Mm -hmm. Winona yells for Doc to go get Waverly. And he growls that he's not permitted in the house, remember? And Winona's just freaking out, right? And she just yells, you're fucking permitted. I'm permitting you, please. She's all alone. And this panic in Winona, I feel like it's twofold. It's, you know, one, she doesn't want the love of her sister's life to die because she wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to handle seeing Waverly destroyed like that. And Mm -hmm. two, she doesn't want to lose her best friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we hear Nicole's cell phone ring and then we cut to first before we do that, though, I uh-huh. thought that was really shitty about how he said that. Like, he's just standing there real nonchalantly and is like, well, I'm not permitted to go into the house remember, or whatever. You know, I'm like, jackass, just fucking go. You know, no, like, remember, he's is... a vampire. They have. Yeah, to be I know. Permitted. But. Oh, she had to verbally say that it was OK. Yes. Remember, it's the oh, man and Anna boo okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I remember. Um, so then Waverly's um, leaving a voicemail for hot and she's telling her like how worried she is about her and everything like that. And she has so much to tell her and she's in her room and she sits down on her bed and then she sees Bobo in the corner of her room, like looking at a photo album. And 
talking about how he didn't think that Ward deserved the home, his life, his and Waverly, his angel, Bobo's angel. And now he's for sure of that that was true. He knows that um, that Waverly met Julian. And when Julian asks if if I'm sorry, when Waverly asks if Bobo was there to help, he starts like <coughs> like hacking up and and then <laughs> it's a bunch of dirt that he hacked up out of his throat so that's when he explains that even if he wanted to help them he can't because he's of him now meaning bolshar um then he goes on to say that he needs a favor from waverly and and waverly's like like fuck you dude and um he says that when the time comes he needs her to set him free. Yeah. Meaning. We don't know that yet, but yeah. She's um, like, I was guessing that's what he, yeah. he, he meant because what else it would it mean? It doesn't take long to figure that out. Um, but yeah, she's like some nerve after like everything you've done to my family, you want a favor from me. But of course, I mean, it's Waverly. She's so good. And then we're back at the barn and Julian's like, I can fix this. And Winona's like, could, this is the love of your daughter's life <clears throat> and my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he says that there'd be a price to pay, Doc and Winona both kind of at the same time say there always is. Because if we've learned anything, it's like there's always a price, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Nicole is just gasping and I can't take it because this girl is always in danger. She's either shot, stabbed, thrown against a wall, thrown into like things she's falling i can't handle it plus she was a kid and she was at the flipping always music festival like it's always something she's always in peril um Mm -hmm. and then this angelic music plays and he places his hands over her wound and does some angel voodoo and it he's clearly getting weak while he's doing it right Mm -hmm. um and winona just places this like loving hand on nicole's forehead and says you did it and then Nicole wakes up and kind of moans, did we get him? And then Julian's like stumbling and leaves to go and he's going to go to Waverly. And mm-hmm. then as he passes Doc, Doc hands him the thing that he took from the greenhouse that was all wrapped mm-hmm. up. And Julian says to him, I lost this a long time ago. And then he's kind of surprised. And he says, Doc, you would not have been able to hold this if your soul was truly compromised. Yeah. And now I'm confused. What? What does that mean? We don't know. What does it mean? So then we're back at BBD and Nedley, Robin, and Jeremy are there. And Jeremy um, says, dudes, we slayed. And then Nedley adds that he that they cut through him like RuPaul cuts through performances without heart. And Robin mentions that he hasn't seen that show. And, and Nedley's like, get your, get your life together, son. <laughs> Jeremy says... That um, he's over it. He gives up. He doesn't know how to help. He's like completely shot. Like he doesn't know. And um, so then Nedley gives him this like pep talk talk saying that, you know, Lou Bega gave, was going to give up. What if Lou Bega gave up after Mambo one through four failed? No, he wrote Mambo number five and that made history. And then it's just like something popped into, into Jeremy's head and he runs out of the room and he runs back in. He's like, if you take a little bit of Bullshar and a little bit of Robin, 
So then he puts Bolshar's hand in the um, blender and then puts a bunch of Robin's blood in the blender. And then he blends it. I mean, what is with people putting shit in blender in this shit? I was just I mean, thinking now so I kind of want a smoothie. You're gross. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, mama number six. And then Nedley gets really close to the blender and he's looking at it and he goes, you should have put it on puree. <laughs> I know he needs a Vitamix. He needs a better blender. Yeah, that wasn't a good vendor for, for, you know, human. It's just, it cracks me up because like Nedley's such a like pop music fan of always, he's always just coming up with these pop references. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I wonder what his second favorite Britney Spears song is. He's just always talking about music and pop references. And then he watches RuPaul. (laughs) I love Nedley. I love him. We're back at the homestead and Julian takes off his ring and then goes into Waverly's room. And then he realizes that Bobo's there and Bobo calls, calls him uh, angel boy. And he's upset thinking that, you know, here you are returning like some absentee father to take credit for what Waverly has become all on her own. Mm-hmm. And Julian says, we both know the best parts of Waverly came from her mother. And Bobo's still hacking up dirt loogies. And Julian's like, oh, snap, you gave up your free will, didn't you? Um, mm-hmm. Shouldn't have done it. Bad move. Uh, and he's like, I can't help you, but I can end it. And he says that he's already chosen his exit strategy. And then he leaves. And then Julian just blurts out like, Nicole's OK, with no context. He's just like, yeah. by the way, Nicole's fine. And Waverly's like, when was she not OK? And then um, he says he gave everything he had to save her. And then he gives her the ring telling her that she'll need this and soon. Mm -hmm. And then a horn sounds a battle cry and we're outside. Yeah. And then all of a sudden all the revs and the whole gang come out of wherever they were. And they see that Bullshar has a full fucking army of armored welder B guys and they're all lined up on a hill in the background and they all have like those big, huge, um, I couldn't think of this when I was shield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have big, huge shields, just like they have them laying around. So we um, got no shields, no shields. Yeah, right. Maybe and one, but that's it. I don't know. And so then anyway, the battle is on. Guns are being fired. Um, you know, people are running around. It's all crazy. And then all of a sudden we see this like pod of welder guys like shooting me up to the house. Like some and weird cartoon. Walking all like yeah, like shimmy. And like on tiptoes. And um it's like they have their panties around their ankles and they can't move their feet. And Oh, they're standing there in this pod of like um shields all completely covered and they open it up a little bit and guess what they have an automatic weapon so they're like fuck doc yells that nicole's still in the barn and why nona knows that she needs to get to the house to get some real guns so um huey i think his name is surrenders himself he goes right in front of the machine gun they put all of their attention on him so winona can run into the house and she blows through the door and she yells they have a uh, they have a machine gun are we packing and waverly says like a bedwetter for summer camp i love that line that is like so such funny. a good one that is really good one. i know i'm um, like it's like doc is like super ready for battle and they're like 
we have like five guys versus nine yeah. million beekeepers and right. they've got grenades and machine yeah, guns everything. and we're like and the shields yeah and they're full armor and we're like out there with like cap guns and super super soakers filled yeah. with kombucha like just we have nothing and <laughs> just like Mm-mm. um so now that they have some good guns they're able to like start taking really taking down the the um bee guys the bewilder guys um so doc then goes into the barn to help hot and hot's like not happy to see this dude at all right don't um but they are killed charlie yeah right so but there are guns and they're shooting and they're guns and they're shooting and um everybody's kind of holding their own and then fucking bobo comes out of nowhere and grabs winona in the home like she's in the in the house she he takes her outside it's so scary she he puts her head down on a um tree stump like she's a goddamn like she's thanksgiving turkey her- yeah and <laughs> i didn't think of that but it's true right? um <laughs> and he like he's gonna they're gonna chop her head off but um she says i swear to god and bullshar standing there and, and he goes god is not here and then he grabs an axe, axe and cuts her hand wipes the blood off with a hanky and then a bee a bewilder guy comes out of nowhere with a chainsaw ready to cut off her head and just as it is like literally about to happen it felt like the chainsaw was hitting her jacket or something Mm -hmm. um just as it was about to happen julian comes up and stabs the chainsaw guy with the sword bullshar says that he's surprised to see julian and julian tells bullshar he mustn't enter the garden and and bullshar is like child you haven't even seen it and um now you're never going to. So then some magic shit happened. I don't know what happened, but suddenly Bobo has the sword and Bullshar pull, pushes Julian down to his knees, like with some magic ass stuff when he's like putting up his hand and Julian yeah, going like down Jedi to his knees. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's all crazy. And um, just as Bobo is about to. Well, oh. and in the meantime, Waverly's still blasting her way around inside with her inside. giant shotgun looking for right. Winona. She's just yelling Winona and shooting beekeepers all over the place. Yeah. And so then Bobo comes up to um, Julian and stabs him in the back with the sword. And then he makes his way over to Winona. And just as he's lifting up the sword and about to chop Winona's head off, Doc shoots the sword out of Bobo's hands. And then Bobo's like, well, mortal weapons can't kill me. But then that's when Waverly comes well, out. She with sees her. like she's staying like undercover in the house. Right. And mm-hmm. then that's when she hears like the chainsaw mm-hmm. and she realizes that the wood pile and mm-hmm. then she's she like looks out just in time to see them basically killing Julian. Mm-hmm. And she yells, dad. Yeah. She comes out and she has the ring, of course, now, because Julian gave her the ring and she puts the, her hands on Bobo's face and and kills him. She like the power of the ring and everything kills him. Yeah. He says um, right after he says mortal weapons can't kill me. She says mm-hmm. this isn't mortal and then does like mm-hmm. the face grabbing like silly thing mm-hmm. um and then she goes you could have been better than this Oof, that hit hard because i was like you know he, he could have, could have. Mm-hmm. um and then uh she like pushes him down and she says uh you know you're free and then he kind of looks up and he says thanks and then dunk 
croaks. It was so hardcore of her too, right? Like totally. I mean, she's hardcore when she, like she's always badass when she like has the shotgun and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like to do like hand to hand, and then her attitude too was just like there. You're well, free. especially with somebody like Bobo, where it was back and forth. Like he was a helper, then he's not a helper. Now he's part of Bolshar. He killed her dad. Like right, Jesus. And, and in that groundhog thing, where Wynona's holding his hand and it's like, you know, I need your help. Help me. Mm-hmm. You've been a friend of our family before. Like we can do mm-hmm. this together. It's just like so back and forth emotional. And also, could you imagine spitting up dirt, like coughing, and then dirt coming out of it, like? God, I've been thinking about that a lot and I um, have a real problem with it. What part of it bothers <laughs> you? The part you, of sp- like, what? like that it would be in your lungs or like you feel yes, like it that would it hurt would be your in, throat or no, every part of it. Like it's in your lungs. Like, you know how, when you have a cough and you have like <clears throat> congestion, congestion mm-hmm. and then just like spitting up such dry, icky. Oh God, I couldn't even imagine. Anyway, go on. I threw up rice one time in Mexico Yes, and mm-hmm. it literally ruined my throat. Like I had laryngitis for like three days. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Like throwing but when up we gravel. Were college, yes, we were. We ate Chinese food all the time, which is a lot of rice. <laughs> and then we went to the bars and then we drank too much. And then you can't even tell. I can't tell, begin to tell you how many times I've yacked up rice. rice and is like I thought it was the, things to the worst because it comes out your nose as well. It's so gross. Now I'm not going to eat rice for a while. I'm just, just thinking about some rice that I have upstairs. Some cilantro lime rice. It's going to sound delicious. my favorite. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So now we're at the stairs. Oh, then Waverly runs to her dad on the ground. She just like crouches over him. Like she just found out he's her dad. Mm-hmm. And then bam, this grisly murder. And like she just got him. Like mama just came back. Bam. Now mama's gone. She yeah, just how finds traumatic. out this is her real dad. Bam, mm-hmm. he's dead on the ground. And she just had to mm-hmm. kill some guy. Like that wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily the worst guy, but he was the worst guy. Like there's a lot happening. Very, yeah, that's yeah. heavy. Then we're at the stairs and Bolshar's in this forest and he has this little skull campfire going and he's tossing the tarot cards on top of the fire. Oh, tarot card. I couldn't tell what that was. It I was, was like, the one. Yeah. Okay. Um, the ones that they stole from Doc, his, the original ones. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's he throws the bloody hanky on the fire that, that he oh. wiped the axe okay. with. Um, and remember, he she can't touch him. So he didn't even, to get her blood, he has. Oh, yeah. He had to use he the He had hanky. the other guy hold her hand. And then, oh yeah, only the, only the axe touched her hand. Bullshit didn't touch her. And then mm-hmm. he wiped the blood from the axe. That's right. Very mm-hmm, sneaky. Mm-hmm. Um, so he throws the bloody hanky on the fire, and then Winona and her posse of dipshits show up, and she yells, "You know, the curse has bound us, Bullshit. All I have to do is touch you, and this is all over." And he's like, "Well, for once, you're almost right. It is over." And he disappears. And then the beekeepers disappear. And she's got a bloody nose, which I thought was very similar to when she had the bloody nose in the morgue, in the Jack the Ripper. Like, remember when Jack the Ripper was fucking with her? And like, yeah. she just kept getting those weird bloody noses, like, for no reason. That's, oh, that is weird. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. 
Yeah. I don't know why, but like, then she had this bloody nose when the curse was broken. Um, and then Waverly comes yelling for her and the revs are gone. And Wynonna just says, I don't have it anymore. Bro- uh, Bolshar broke the curse. Oof. So then we're back at the homestead and this is so sad. Waverly is kneeling down by Julian, who is just face down dead on the ground. And um, she he, then all of a sudden Jeremy walks up with Robin and she explains that she tried and she tried, but she couldn't help him this time. And the ring won't work. And Robin then is looking down and he sees like just clothing on the ground and he realizes it's it was it was Bobo. And Jeremy wonders where everyone else is. And she says she thinks Hot's in the barn and Winona and Doc are. And she's and um, Jeremy's like, wait, Doc is here. And Waverly kind of gets like snippy and says, where the hell have you been? And Jeremy fakes, makes his face like, seriously? And she apologizes and she says that she's just sad. And um, he says that he knows that she's sad. She asks if you can if he can feel it with her his powers. And um, she, he then says, no, I can see it on my best friend's face. And then Robin mentions that Jeremy's been working on something. Jeremy pulls out this tiny vial. It's like, remember when you used to get perfumes in those tiny with the stick and you would like wipe it in your neck? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you you still make those? I wonder. I don't know. I think, I feel like it's all on paper, paper now. now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, he pulls out this tiny little vial out of something out of his pocket. Yeah. she. It, um, when Robin looks at like the shell of Bobo, he says his name really sad. Like, because they had like, he saw that oh, yeah, softer they kind side of, bonded. of Bobo over That's the jazz right. music. He was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, it's Bobo. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. And I thought there might have been something about, I was like, why is he kind of upset about this but that makes sense uh, yeah it's just that, like about them just kind of how we feel too right it's like mm-hmm. you're kind of yeah. bummed but it's like you know he's an ass but like but then he's not um mm-hmm. yeah and that moment where um she snaps at him and she's like where the hell have you been it's like she she felt a little abandoned by him right mm-hmm. like she didn't realize mm-hmm. he's working on all this stuff behind the scenes yeah. it's just kind of like where have you been this whole time like all this shit like is going coffee? down you're my best friend and i couldn't like mm-hmm. even tell you any of this mm-hmm. um and then we're in the barn and Winona walks up to Doc and he's like, you know, I buried the last of the beekeepers by the garden. And um, he goes on to say that he's sorry about Charlie. And Winona goes on to reiterate that, you know, he was the love of her mom's life and that he died to save Waverly. And then Doc says there's nothing he would not have done for her because he can relate to this, right? He would do anything for his daughter also. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, he believes that he has done what needed to be done for his daughter by becoming a vampire and um doc's excited and uh tells her that she did it she broke the curse and then she explains to him that she didn't do it bolshar did that he tricked mm-hmm. her and got her blood which unbound them and she says that bolshar needs to be mortal to get into the garden and that when they were linked her touch could end him but he used her blood to unlink them i was thinking like it was kind of like an anti-venom, her blood being mortal blood kind of like mm-hmm. broke that spell. And then Doc admits that he's done horrible things, but he will fight by her side until the end if she'll have him. And then they have this kiss and you think like everything's great again. Mm-hmm. 
But no, she does the old sneakeroo and she cuffs him to the ladder and then circles him with the rope soaked in holy water. And she says, after everything you've done, how could I possibly trust you? Question. And I think we talked about this one when we were watching it, which was where did the fucking rope with holy water come from? I don't know. She probably just keeps holy water around or what does it take to make something holy water was she just like this is holy and then when you're dealing with the supernatural you probably just keep a vat of it in your your garage okay maybe secondly um now this part you can cut out Mm -hmm. because i sound like a fucking idiot but (laughs) that means i'll keep it in (laughs) do people just know okay he's got the blood it unbinds them like people who like are maybe watch shows of this genre more often do is that something that just people know how what that means and how it's done like what the blood you know unbinding thing yeah well she did like, say I that don't know she what did that say in this part when she's talking to doc that well, we hear the part where he said, bring me what I need to enter the blood of the Earp bitch. So I'm we knew when he was at the, st- yeah, we knew when he was at the stairs that he was after her blood. Mm-hmm. But, but right. But like, what, how does that unbind them? No, we don't necessarily have those exact answers. Oh, okay. We don't No. Okay. That's all I need to know because no. I'm like, is and this if you something could that Google, I need to like, know? There's a whole, there's this whole like, Winona Earp fandom wiki thing that goes through every character and like theories and sometimes like mm-hmm. I'll go there to double check what I think is something mm-hmm. but you can't because you know it's too many spoilers no. but there's even times when I'll be like I'll like DM one of my Earper friends and I'll be like so let me get this straight okay Does, is this why this happened or we don't really know this do we okay um, and then you'll okay. find theories all over, but like we okay. only know that he needed the blood, and then she okay. says here with Doc that um, it, the, it, unbound, it unbound them. them. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because I was like, what? I don't even know what this. Means. I think some of the holy Other than water and saying- stuff, like if you know a lot about vampires and stuff, you would know that. I only know it from watching the show. Oh, but I see. Okay, they, they've done it multiple times, so apparently that's a thing. So I'm gonna have to keep okay. rope in my house now. And holy water. You, you need the salt. All the salt. You, salt you know that for the one. Witches, right? Mm-hmm, right. And yeah. slugs. Um, oh God. So my doomsday kit is getting much bigger. You yeah. do have a doomsday kit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they have this kiss and it's like a passionate, like everything seems like yeah. okay, we're back together. The band is back together. I totally thought so. Mm-hmm. The music was making us believe so. Thank you, Andrea mm-hmm. Higgins. Um, and then bam, cuffs. Yeah. So then we're back at the at the um, actual porch and Hot's sitting on the rail of the porch and Waverly walks up and she says, I thought I lost you. And Hot's like, hmm, I'm just sitting here having some baby carrots. She said it's so funny. I was like, what is that? <laughs> was Dodo talk. Um, and then they do their forehead touch thing and Hot gives Waverly her condolences about Charlie and Waverly says that she's not losing anyone else she loves today. Hey, and now, she did you take- notice um, 
the the way they were sitting that their arms like made a heart shape oh it did i didn't notice them intertwining them their bodies but i didn't notice yeah, that it's it made like a heart. The, the negative oh, space like, it did now i'm gonna have to go heart. look mm-hmm. oh that's sweet sorry to interrupt you um no that's okay <laughs> She says that she's not losing anyone else that she loves today. And she starts taking off Bolshar's ring. And at okay, then I'll just a second. And then she says, um, because I do, I do, Nicole, really hot. I really, really love you. And then she puts Bolshar Bolshar's ring on hot. And hot's then says that, you know, she never really um has liked that ring. In fact, she hates it. And of course, Winona interrupts everything and is yelling in the background that everybody needs to come inside. Well, when before she, she interrupts, she says, so Nicole says, oh, I is really, that a really, yes? I re- yeah. She says, is that a yes? And then Winona interrupts us Winona and says, interrupts. bring it in team Erp now, please. Yeah. So I was like, she ain't going to even ask that. What She better not freaking ask her to marry her with a goddamn Bolshar's ring. I would have been pissed. I'm glad she didn't say anything. So do you think this was a proposal? I would hope not. Was it? I don't know. Oh, my God. I would. That would be. No. So you're saying if this is a proposal, you're not satisfied with this proposal. A thousand percent. No. Bullshire's ring. She just killed people with it. She just is like it belonged to a freaking psychopath murder guy. Like. All of a sudden, it's good enough to ask your partner to marry you? Absolutely not. That's worse than using a previous person's engagement ring to ask the new person. Like, I'm sorry I did that to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, my stomach just dropped thinking, did she I never <laughs> ask you to marry me? I didn't think so. <laughs> And I would have felt really, bad. <laughs> like, oh, really, really bad. I'm bad because I didn't remember we lived together. You don't remember the proposal. Um. <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, and then I, uh, I did tell you while we were watching it that Cat was the one who oh, yes, got to yes, pick yes. the middle name, mm-hmm. and she picked the transcription stuff. The closed captions say really. But it's Rayleigh. And um, like our. She doesn't say Rayleigh, does she? She says really. She doesn't say Rayleigh. Like she doesn't enunciate the Rayleigh part very well. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also just like an accent situation. Oh. Um, But that Kat did choose that name. And Emily was like, like, when Kat said it, she didn't really hear it the way it would come out when you put it all together. Nicole really hot. But mm-hmm. Emily did and was like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, I love it. And she just kept it because, and didn't really mention it. And then it ended up sounding like really hot, which That's was funny. just even better that it turned out that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we're in the kitchen and the gang's all there and Jeremy's going on about his crypsis. And I just kept thinking, I really love that cereal. Cause I kept thinking, <laughs> But he made it and this will camouflage them from the beekeepers and Jeremy and Robin are super excited by this. When it was like, okay, well, 
how are we going to get him dead? Because the curse is broken and I'm no longer the heir. I'm now just a girl with a big ass ass. <laughs> and then Nicole says, girl, <laughs> when Anna says, you're right, them boots is tight. <laughs> <laughs> love that part and then she says yeah top shelf bringing it back to the top shelf um and then they drink the shots that winona has lovingly placed on the table for everybody mm-hmm. and winona says um the part of the movie where i should tell you all that this is the you know time you should leave if you want to uh, is now mm-hmm. and nicole's like yeah well we're not going to and then winona says to this Sad, sad music. Bolshar gave me one gift. He showed me what I'm most afraid of losing you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they all start dropping one by one because she drugged them. Um, I did not see that coming. No, I thought for sure they were just having shots and they were going to go conquer. Yeah. Bolshar. I didn't see this coming at all. Um, she drugged him because she says there's not, an, a, not enough crypsis for all of us and she can't handle seeing the looks on their faces if she fails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sad. It was funny when Jeremy is like showing the crypsis and it was that tiny little vial. All I could picture was, um, I don't know why, why I pictured this at all, but you know when you're making, let's take it back for a moment. You know when you're, t- you're making um, spinach dip in the bread bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to take spinach, the frozen spinach that's now thawed, and you have to put it in the cheesecloth and you wring it so all the water comes out and it's green. And then all I could picture was them putting the crap of Bullshar's hand gook and the blood and then stringing it through a cheesecloth just so they could get that little bitsy bitsy bit. Just really disturbing. It's like you just had like a behind the scenes well, how, moment yeah. there. You and saw how, how it happened. Just, how well that's the only way it could happen because how else did they only get that little tiny bit? They put a lot in that blender. And he had a whole arm and there was a lot of blood. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe that wasn't the finished product. And then he had to like distill it down into a, diff- a cheesecloth. That's how it happened. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Thank you. You're welcome. Winona's walking through the woods and Wino- and Waverly's chasing her after telling her that was like a really big dick move. And Winona says that um, she didn't drug Waverly's shot. Uh, why not? And Winona explains that Juan Carlos, Juan Carlo and Julian, two angels, guardians of the garden, a flaming sword and a backup sword. Looks like old What's-His-Name ha- was all about alternatives. Who's old What's-His-Name? What is she talking about? Ooh. Looks like old what's his name was all about alternatives. Who's old what's his name? We don't know who gave the sword to Juan Carlo and Julian. So whoever that was? God? I don't know. I was like, what am I missing? Now I feel like I missed a whole part of it. Well, now I feel like I missed something too. Um, and Waverly has this like grin on her face and she goes two sisters. Am I, am I your backup? And Winona says, um, I think we all know that I'm yours angel. And they start dousing themselves in the crypsis, which smells really, really bad. And, um, Winona is not sure of anything except for one thing. And that's that the crypsis smells like Nedley's hockey bag. And, uh, Waverly says, I don't want Nedley to die. I was like, me neither. No, oh my God. Why, Why would Nedley die? Oh my God. 
someone going to kill him? What's happening? Why are we even mm-hmm. thinking that? I know. Jesus. And then they're tiptoeing past the beekeepers and Waverly's all like waving in their faces like nothing. <laughs> they don't know she's there. How fun mm-hmm. is that? Um, and then we see Bolshar at the bottom of the stairs and he's looking more snake-like than previously. Like he's Remember all when scaly. We, yeah. When we watched it together, I thought it was the freaking um, artichoke dip head that Mercedes had. Mm-hmm. I, I, and it wasn't, it was not until I watched it the second time where I was like, oh, those are snake yeah, scales. Yeah, he's turning snaky. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, the Earp sisters, you've come to die together. And Wayne says, you aren't going to climb those stairs. And then she looks over at Waverly and she's like, he's near the stairs, right? Because <laughs> she still can't see the stairs. Mm-mm. Why can't she fucking see the stairs? Because. But everyone else can see the stairs. Can they? Can Doc? We don't know. Doc never mentioned Jeremy saw the them. Robin saw them. Oh, yeah. Hot saw them. Doc can really... see the stairs later on. Like. Waverly can see the stairs. Why can't she see the stairs? Yeah. That's I don't, a good question. Yeah. I don't know. It drives me crazy. I had to ask people. There's some theories out there, but we we don't really know. My theory was that she can't see the stairs because the garden didn't want her to. That it was a fail safe. That like, you know how peacemakers often knows what the right thing and the wrong thing is to do. So sometimes it decides to shoot and sometimes it doesn't. I and thought, like yeah, maybe and the stairs were like yeah maybe the stairs were like no because then you would climb them and she needed to stay there as the guardian oh that makes sense I don't know. that's where I thought anyway um yeah for sure but it can't be confirmed or denied so then anyways he said you bested my bees and she says I bested your mom I love a good your mama joke I know um, that's so funny my son started doing them with his friends on Fortnite. Really? Yeah, and I don't know if I should be offended or not, but I think it's kind of funny. Funny. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Even though I'm his mom. Um, I know he's not really talking about me. Uh, she mentions that he's mortal, which means she can kill him, and he taunts her to do so. And then his head does some like snake-like move and he dodges her and disappears. And then he re- reappears behind her. And just as she swings the sword um, at her, she he grabs her. And in the background, we see Waverly, who, while no one's paying attention, starts climbing the fucking stairs. And then um, he gets the sword and he says uh, how Juan Carlo and Julian used to be so mighty and that he really expected more from an angel. And then Waverly says, well, then you're really going to love this. And then she pulls the sword out of the steps and does mm-hmm. this. Did you see that sweet ass twirl she mm-hmm. does? With, that's mm-hmm. badass. Um, and then Winona's like, are you levitating? Because again, she can't <laughs> see the stairs. So it just looks no. like she's floating on nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bolshar calls Waverly a pathetic quim, which I had to look up. Oh, and it's a vulgar slang from Victorian times, meaning vagina. No. Yes. What a potty mouth that freaking bullshar is. Wow. That's I a good piece of information. No. Um, 
Or it's also like, like referring to women as a sexual object. Either way, it's not nice. No. No. Um, anyways, he says she's a pathetic quim and only a hero can wield the flaming sword against a demon. And Waverly interjects and says, or a heroine. And only mm-hmm. an angel can name one. Because it turns mm-hmm. out Julian taught her that right before he was killed. And Did we see that? No. Okay. Some vaccine stuff happening. Okay. And then Bolshar laughs and he's like, that's impossible. And then with all the calm and confidence in the world, Waverly says, Winona Earp, you are chosen. And then there's, I love that. I know I got tingles. <laughs> and then there's this like angelic music and she tosses the sword to Winona as she says, get it, girlfriend. And Winona just catches it. Mm-hmm. I would have caught mm-hmm. the blade. I would have cut my yeah. hand off. Like, she catches it right. <laughs> <laughs> Paper cut. Ow, shit. Um, don't get lemon juice in that. Anyway, so she catches it. And uh, she says, peacemaker? Like they're long lost friends. And that they're at last reunited. And then now she can see the stairs. And then peacemaker is glowing blue which before it like it like puffed orange when it turned into the sword mm-hmm. and the gun peacemaker yeah, right. turned in the sword yeah the sword peacemaker um but now it's like like flaming blue mm-hmm. and then uh it was a nice dick joke where bullshar says you think you can handle my sword and winona says if i had a nickel for every snake who's asked me that um and then they fight and she says, you like that bitch? I've seen Princess Bride like 70 times. And then as they're fighting Waverly, she tries to descend the stairs, but she's trapped in like a force field situation and she can't get off the stairs. And then Bolshar says that the garden will have her. And Wynona says, sorry, she's already taken because she's already mm-hmm. taken my heart. Mm-hmm. And they fight some more. And Bolshar says, we could enter the garden together and rule as one. When I was like, nope, consent denied, forget it. Um, and then she stabs him in the chest, but his snake head still can move and bites her. And you even said when we were watching, you were like, cut his head off, right? Everyone knows, cut the head off a snake. I did. You did. When we were watching, you were like, cut his head off. But yeah, that's like, he can still strike, right? He's a snake. So yeah, so then his, so his snake head comes out, bites her. But then he dies in flames as Wynona mm-hmm. drops to the ground. And Waverly's just pleading from the stairs, like, please don't die. Please don't b- die. And Wynona's like, you'll be fine, baby girl. And then she passes out. And then out of nowhere comes Doc. And he goes straight for her neck. And we all assume the worst, right? I thought for sure. Yep. I thought for sure. And especially Waverly. She's just there like, trapped behind this bubble and she's just mm-hmm. freaking out but then we see that he spits out the venom and as a he lot does, of it a lot of it so much more than i expected um and then we see that the door to the garden opens and this creepy music starts playing and tree roots just start crawling down the stairs <laughs> And then we have a tender moment with Winona thanking Doc without actually thanking Doc, you know, typical Winona fashion. Um, mm-hmm. But now the roots have Waverly and she's being <laughs> pulled up into the garden. Why do I keep hitting the microphone? And she's being pulled up into the garden 
and she tells you know like she's getting sucked up into the garden but she's still praising her sister right she's like Winona <laughs> you did it you're my hero I'm so proud of you and Winona's like you know don't give up baby girl and Waverly's like I'm tired and Winona's like nope not me I'm fresh as a daisy and Waverly's like can you tell Nicole and Winona's like nope you tell her like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, you're not getting out of this you have to stay here and Waverly says that she just can't hold on. Please come get me. And she's scared. She's just like terrified at this point. She's like, don't leave me alone in there with that thing. What <laughs> the fuck thing? Like, what does she even know? What does she see? Right. What, um, well, well, and that's what I was thinking, too, because I'm like, OK, technically, the Garden of Eden is supposed to be this big, beautiful, peaceful place. The snake is gone. He's dead. Mm-hmm. So what is evil? That's scary. But also it doesn't seem like very pleasant because roots are pulling her in. Like you would think you would go on your own free will if you're going into Mm -hmm. the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Like what is happening? Yeah, I don't know. That was confusing to me. Right. So is that like a point where you're like, "Mm, maybe it's not as great as we think it is? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Or. Go ahead. Or, my, I mean, I really just want to think that it is great. And maybe that the tree just really likes Waverly and wants her to come in and be just part of the garden. Yeah. Just really excited mm-hmm. to see her. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Winona, of course, it's going to be great. Um, and then Winona tries to get on the stairs and she can't. She bounces off the force field. And as Waverly enters the door, there's just like this ear piercing sound oh that was insane and doc mm-hmm. and winona are both just holding their ears in pain and then we've got the melancholy acoustic version of tell that devil which <laughs> is never a good sign Mm-mm. 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 and it plays as doc stands up and without saying a word he just starts taking off his guns and he drops them to the ground and winona just looks at him and just like she knows like they're not even saying a word to each other and she seems to know what's happening right like Mm -hmm. we don't know what's happening but Winona has clue Mm -hmm. and she says you can't doc you're not mortal and she Mm -hmm. repeats it and um as he starts walking to the stairs he's able to pass through the force field Mm -hmm. and I get like total goosebumps when that happens and she's like how it's not fair I can't come with you And he says, not this time, love, you're the guardian and you're the only one that can wield the flaming sword. And then Winona says she doesn't even have a weapon in there. And he says, I am the weapon. And then there's this flash of light. Doc is gone. Winona wakes up alone. The stairs are gone. And she just says, bye. So. Why can Doc go up the stairs? I don't fucking know. Why can't Winona go up the stairs? Why can't Winona see the stairs? But now she can see the stairs. But why, why can't, can't she go up the stairs? She's mortal. Why? Why did he have to take his guns off? You can't take your guns with you. Right. He left them there for her because she would need them. I need answers. Yeah, why would he take out? If anything, you'd for sure want to bring them. You're going to go empty-handed? Okay. Is it like going through security at the airport? You can't take stuff with you past a certain point? I don't know. He's not mortal. He's a vampire. 
she's more mortal than he is. Why could he go? I don't know. Are we going to find out? So anyway, so then we're back. um, And Winona is running through the doors of the homestead and she's yelling for hot Jeremy Robin, whoever. And all that's there is writing on the staircase that says Valdez. Who the hell is Valdez? Who the fuck's Valdez? So then Winona's walking into Shorty's and it's super quiet, except for some clanking behind the bar and up pops Nedley with an olive on a toothpick. And he says he, he's, he guess he's going to cancel his trip to Punta Cana. Winona's like, nah, you're not ready for retirement. It'll, it'll bore you. And Nedley says that he knows everyone is gone. Everyone. It's just Winona and Nedley. And Winona says something in the garden was trying to come through and then it, it was coming for them. And she thought it was supposed to be paradise. Yeah, she thought it was supposed to be paradise. I forgot even writing that. And <laughs> of course, it's a garden of paradise. That's what they're growing. Right. I mean, the that's what I thought paradise. too. Oh, paradise, what? exactly. And um, Natalie asks if they can, if they're even alive in there. And why Nona gives them this look like you're a fucking asshole. Why would you even say that to me? Why would you even say that? What We're just going to be like, oh, I guess they're dead. Let's drink some martinis. mm -hmm. It's just you and me, kid. Right. And um, she's like, "Uh, you asshole. Yes, they're they're alive. Then Natalie says, just tell me what to do. And why Nona a gun and throws it to him. And uh, she says, let's get them back. And Natalie says, fuck yeah. I like when he says it like that. When he's I all know, badass he's Nedley. like a warrior guy. Mm-hmm. He was good. And that was the Enzies. So let's hurry up and talk the and end. then watch the. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm really excited because okay. I didn't want to watch a trailer. Okay. I have a super long message from Kevin. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, for because sure. He's, super, he's very excited. Hey, everyone, it's Kevin Batchelder. Casey, I'm so excited you got to the end of season three. Quite the episode, wasn't it? I'm sure you folks are going to have a blast talking about it. I thought I'd give you a little bit of a timeline because I think it'll really help you appreciate season four uh, a bit more once you get into watching it. Um, Now, this episode, season three finale, uh, aired in late September of 2018. So naturally, all of the things that happened, we were all excited talking about cliffhangers and mysteries and what's going to happen. So naturally, we were expecting, as had been the case the previous couple of years, that in January, the next year, January 2019, we'd start to see tweets from the cast members talking about shooting and being in Calgary and so forth. However, things were very quiet and we weren't hearing anything. And uh, many of us started to wonder why nothing was being said. And then in late February came Emily's, Emily Andrus, the showrunner's infamous tweet don't fuck with my family (laughs) so we all kind of knew real fast something was going on and something not too good you know by later that day i think actually she did that in the early evening um i had the fight for winona.com domain set up and we had a page there and we were starting to learn more finding out that the production company in the u.s idw entertainment didn't have the money so that's why things hadn't started so that led to the four plus months of us tweeting and fighting for the show. You know, once we found things out, and I say we, I'm talking about the entire Herperdom here, um, found out um, we got the phone number for the 
office of the president of IDW. Workers were calling. That poor secretary was getting hundreds of phone calls. Oh, my God. <laughs> asking what's going on and why are you doing this to our show and so forth. Now, IDW <laughs> is a public company. They had a couple of other shows they were working with Netflix on. So they had their reputation to worry about. So we started, you know, getting things out there, reaching out to some reporters who started writing some articles that naturally added to some of the pressure towards IDW to see what was going on. Um, you know, all of that to get the fans around the world talking about the show and, and some information. Uh, actually, a couple of Erpers uh, even got through to the actual president who answered his own phone a couple of times when probably the secretary was overloaded. Um, heard about those from the folks who got through. They weren't lengthy or very pleasant conversations, I don't think. But, you know, <laughs> to the credit, Erpers weren't going to give up. So we spent that months, you know, hoping to get the visibility for the show. IDW being a public company was looking at finance options and so forth. So it was very quiet in the sense of no information from them, but Herpers weren't going to give up. And a little bit into that, uh, you know, fight is when one Herper had the idea that uh, for about $50, they could put up a digital billboard in Times Square, just talking about their love for the show. And what? once other Herpers heard about it, all of a sudden, you had hundreds of Herpers purchasing billboard space, electronic billboard space. Billboard company jumped on board in the sense of wanting to know what was going on with this show. They gave a discount to Herpers for putting up the billboards. They were very oh my God. Pretty soon you had the Herpers, uh, the New York City Herpers coming to Times Square to take photos of these billboards to document them. <laughs> uh, more press coverage, uh, folks appreciating what's going on. So it led to... Certainly a very trying time, but also a very gratifying time for the Erpers who were involved. And then we eventually got that announcement in early July, the second that they had come up with the funding. We were back on track and they would shoot a season four. Now, again, we still had to wait several months until, you know, January of 2020 for the cast to get back in Calgary and start to shoot. But we were just excited they were. And then, as you well know, come March, global pandemic is going to shut down. Here we go again. The Erpers are going to have even more of a delay. But the universe did smile on us just a little bit because as luck would have it, when production was shut down, they had just finished filming uh, the sixth episode of the season, which was the midway break. And again, as the universe shined on us a little bit and Emily and the writing team, that mid-season episode was a pretty good breaking point for the season. So they had conversations with Sci-Fi and decided to air the first half of the season later that summer at the end of July, July the 26th. And at that point they hadn't even filmed the back half, but we were just excited. We were going to get the first few episodes mm -hmm. eventually did go back in late summer, early fall to shoot those. And then we got those aired in uh, early 2021, but all of that wrapped up Casey. I thought you'd appreciate because I left your message way back when we went from season one to two. And I said, it was a long, like 50 week break. In this case, <laughs> what ended up happening between the, production issues, and then the pandemic, uh, the time between season three and four, 95 weeks, mm -hmm. 668 days. That's why so many folks were so excited for Herb season four. Oh, uh, more <laughs> finding the show during the pandemic, it certainly led to an amazing season. Uh, and appreciating and hearing that, I think, will just give you a, a better understanding as you start to see what plays out in season four. Because part of this, too, for you uh, and any of the newer Erpers is just think if we hadn't been able to do the fight and hadn't got the show back, what you just watched, would that have would the have end. been the last episode of Erp with all those Ugh. dangling plot lines. So 
to say we were so excited not only to have our show back, but also to get some answers for that uh, is an understatement. That's why it's been so special there. So Mm -hmm. again, thank you so much for doing the podcast, the two of you. It is so much fun. (laughs) Love it on all angles. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it'd be great if you get some time, Casey, to watch some of those panels from the ERP conventions, because all those were done after season three. So you're, you can watch them without any spoilers and, and it might really emotionally give you some insight into some of the stuff there too. Mm-hmm. So thanks so much for listening to my ramblings and I hope you all take care. Oh, that was so nice. You know, and it's really true. Okay. Now that he said that, like if that was the end, I would have been pissed. Right? What a freaking joke. I would have been so mad because there's, that's not an ending. No. That's not an ending no. at all. Her being sucked up into the garden, terrified. And then Doc going up, Doc no, going that's up, and Winona just it just Winona and Nedley, like what the fuck, right? And Valdez, like yeah. all of those cliffhangers, Who, yeah, completely screw that. Um, and then so when we started this podcast, for the first part of four was out already because I remember you being really really excited about four coming out. Yes, the first part of four was out, but then the second part of four was coming out. Okay, so, so and the then that's second where part you were was super where excited I was super about. excited about because I didn't even, I wasn't active on Twitter when the first part came out okay. of four. So it was going to be my first time to be able to like live tweet and like do all that fun stuff. Okay, so the... When we started this podcast, you had already seen number part A of season four. I believe so. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that they came back for season four because that would have been fucking, that, that would have been shitty. And then I would have just been pissed at you for making me watch this whole thing and doing a podcast. And that would have been the end. It would have been. Horrible. Trust me. It would have been bad. So I'm going to get through some of these emails quick. We've got... A message from Lauren. Hi, Ann and Casey. I hope all is well with the both of you. I just finished your latest episode, Mixologist at the Abattoir, and I must say it's one of my favorites. I really liked that one too. I found the show back in December of 2020. Not much to watch, but Netflix in Michigan weather and absolutely fell in love. I've gone back and forth for a while now to write an email to the both of you. You both have compassion for the show and the Erper community. And when I first found your podcast, I thought about how awesome it is for Casey to be experiencing the show for the first time. I'm the type of person who can only watch a show once because I know what's going to happen. Your podcast gave me the urge to watch the show over and over again. We <laughs> dive in deep, very deep sometimes to all the details of the show and analyze everything. I love it. There are times when you guys point out things I've missed. So I go back and watch the episode again. Sometimes I even run the episode while your show is going, having to pause and listen to the incredible related stories are my favorites. When I got up today, I was having a Jolene type day. I was constantly putting myself down about my life and where I'm going. Oh. I put your podcast on and my day turned out, or my day turned around instantly. I do have to agree with Casey. When I first watched this episode, I thought Julian was in a random room at the station and not in a morgue. Anne, your laugh is contagious. And Casey, the way you think outside the box is so inspiring. You both help brighten my day more than you know. Thank you for taking me and many others on this journey of one of my favorite shows. Always, Lauren. P.S. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. Murderino. You are so nice. 
Lauren, you get a point. You made Casey cry. Shut up. We <laughs> keep track of these things. Thank you, Lauren. I'm glad you Thank like you, it. Lauren. Yeah. This one is from Lyra. I hope I said that right. Hi, Anne. Hi, Casey. First of all, I wanted to say that as a French person, I'm. It, it's always delightful for me hearing people say French words in an English accent. <laughs> oh, God. What did you say? Here we go. Here we go. So, Anne, your attempt at charcuterie made my day. <laughs> so I had to write charcuterie here again to hear you say it once or twice more. <laughs> I'm not making Why? it. <laughs> I don't know how it's supposed to say. I thought he was nailing it. Charcuterie. I'm not making fun of you. I promise. I love languages and accents and it's just music to my ears. And I'm aware that French is not the easiest language to learn or pronounce. Anyway. <laughs> me either. Any, anyway, I just wanted to say that it's always a pleasure to hear you both. I've been listening every week since pretty much the first one. I especially love when you've had a bit too much to drink because I can't stop laughing and we always need that. I wanted to know if you were going to do episodes about the panels too at some point. Also, Anne, I wanted to know. Did you travel back in time to tell your past self to say weird things all the time so that when you started this podcast, Casey wouldn't be too suspicious about your Easter eggs? Come oh, on. She's just weird. Come on. You can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> That's it from me. About time, Lyra. About time. Keep having fun. Stay kind and see you maybe someday. Oh, that was really nice. I literally had no clue that that was even a French word or anything about it was French. I'm so mm. now I have to listen to it and have it played. Yeah. Back on, like the... Google say, do, do it. Hey, Google. <laughs> How do you say charcuterie? That's pronounced charcuterie. But she's not French. She's British. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> is there a French Google? Hey, Google. What does a French accent sound like when you say charcuterie? YouTube has this result. Oh, fuck off, YouTube. We'll look at We'll look. listen to it later. What are you doing? Hey, Siri. What do you call a meat and cheese board? <laughs> I found this on the web. Fuck you, Siri. But your Siri's hey, not French. Siri. How do you say charcuterie with a French accent? I find this on the web. Oh, fuck. I hate Siri. Never mind. Don't get it. Don't get it. Siri versus Google <laughs> fight happening. This message is, this email is from Alexandra. Hey, Ann and Casey. With your season three watch coming to an end, I was feeling very nostalgic. And I just wanted to message you to tell you both that you two make my day when your newest episodes come out. Between mm -hmm. your infectious laughs and your pulling of the thread, the fandom as a whole are extremely lucky to have you. It means the world to me to know how much Casey is erping it up and enjoying every single episode you guys watch. <laughs> I honestly can't wait for you both to start season four and see what shenanigans and theories Casey pulls out into the erper universe. I just have three little words for you and this podcast and whatever the future holds for it. I'm all in. Love you guys. Oh. <laughs> People, stop. You're going to make me cry. Love you guys so much and can't wait to hear future episodes and Casey's input on season four since it's still so fresh and new for all of us longtime Erpers, too. 
Thank you, Alexandra. That was really nice. That's so nice. <sighs> I feel like these are just going to get more emotional as we go through season four. <laughs> well, one of the things is that people have felt like they're still reliving the show, like the show hasn't ended because it's still mm-hmm. new for you. So it's like prolonged the ending of season oh. four for them. And I feel that way too. And I haven't watched since they've each aired. Uh-huh. I haven't watched any of but season four. Again? Other, yeah, I've been waiting for you. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. I know. You know what I was just thinking? That um, Lyra, mm-hmm. who wrote about the charcuterie board, maybe she could leave a voice message on how to say it with a French accent. Oh, my God. Lyra, do you have a sexy French accent? Because <laughs> we... Yeah. I don't want to say like Jen has hit it out of the park with her British accent, but if you could come to the table with a voicemail saying charcuterie, yeah, in a French accent. So far, we've only gotten a British and then like a Fargo. Yeah. So and anyone, I mean, and we have people who listen in Australia. Funny you should mention that. Not Australia, but this email is from Italy, Casey. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to start right now. This is from a wallflower from Italy. Part one. Dear Ann and Casey, when in 2016, I fell instantly in love with an underdog of a show named Winona Earp. I had no idea about the kind of representation I was about to witness for the first time in my life. A relationship that was never treated as the queer relation. It was just this beautiful love between two strong female characters and the trust and friendship that Dom and Kat developed from the very first scene in Shorties. That kind of chemistry was wonderful and special and unprecedented. Finally, it was not about the queer character that is there to check a box that you barely see. I'm an old soul. I never wanted to be in social media because I don't trust it, but I just got Instagram only to keep track of the cast and crew so I can follow them on their Mm. other projects. I'm telling you this because after season three ended and the next summer, there was no Winona Earp. I thought, of course, they canceled my favorite show. What's new? A year after the first episode of season four appeared and I started wondering what the hell had happened. So I finally went online and discovered the fight for Winona, finding myself on a rabbit hole of YouTube videos, all about the cons, interviews, behind the scenes, and obviously fell in love even more with the cast and Emily and the other Urpers. I've discovered way hot. Shipping names are not really a thing here. So Casey, you're not alone in that. Thank you. God. <laughs> Gooverly, Gunona, Winhot. <laughs> but most importantly, those I've, are good ones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> most importantly, I found out that I'm an Erper. Even though I've never spoken to another Erper or cast member because I'm far away, I'm shy and have a hard time with oh. social media. Thanks to all the podcasts and video content, I feel less alone in my obsession with the show. Like Kevin says, it's not just a show. And I truly feel that if everyone in the world could just watch this show, the world would be a kind and better place. Who knows what kind of waves everyone involved in Winona Earp and the Earpers could start even in other countries. And then there's part two because our website only lets you have a certain amount of characters, I guess. Um, Looking at Dom's story and their beautiful journey, their projects, spreading kindness and awareness all around the world. I'm so in awe with them and Kat too. She keeps fighting for more representation in her other projects, showing up to every con podcast interview, all for the Erpers. 
I love your podcast because it makes me happy to witness Casey's path to becoming an herper, even when she was in denial at the beginning, but she was already obsessing over little details like every real herper did. By the way, Casey, your laugh, it's like Christmas. It's the best medicine. And Anne, your Easter eggs are amazing, unexpected, and always perfectly crafted between the lines. Sorry, I've got many things to say, and nobody near me uh, has ever watched the show. So don't even get me started on theories, unanswered questions, season five hopes, etc. You can get started. (laughs) Thanks to Why Not Podcast and all the podcasts. Uh, They go on to name Tales of the Black Badge, She Nerds Out, Top Five for Freedom, etc. For uh, helping me learn new things about the show and about me. Let's all keep fighting. And then... Says spoiler alert, this section is just for Anne. You're so good with Easter eggs. I thought I might challenge you to try to say one or more of the lines from the show that I think are more difficult than the ones you've already used. Well, guess what, Wallflower? I think I got two of them in this episode. So challenge accepted. Did she tell you which ones? Yeah, they're listed here. And I did two of them. Are they ones where I looked at you like, are you on crack? Put that aviation down. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good Which now I can't even remember. Exactly. (laughs) I will not confirm or deny. Thank you so much, everybody, for all the voicemails and emails. We appreciate them. Man, they fill my bucket. Like, big time. If people want us uh, to leave us a DM or find us on Twitter, where can they find us, Casey? Why not pee? If people want to leave us a voicemail or an email, where can they find us online, Casey? Whynot.com. That's correct. And you can find us on Instagram at Why Not Podcast. Bye. Bye. We got to watch like this. This is like, I know. I know. What? You feel like this is no, not No, I what? feel like, no, because everybody's talking about the big, huge hiatus and all this stuff. I, It's like... It's like we're ending school and we're going to be coming back in the the fall. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it is. Are you saying I I want to start four and I don't want to start four?